Hello, everyone, and welcome <clears throat> pardon me, to the ESCC, the East Style Classic Countdown, that would be. And I am the East Style, here to present to you this week in 76. Uh, the initial um, broadcast that I got was from 77, which we just did a couple of weeks ago. So I figured we'd give you another, because I'm glad to do that. Um, I didn't know this about this one, but this song that holds on to number one would be the first ever platinum awarded single. The very first. Now, I know you're thinking, hey, music's been around forever. You know, there have been many uh, platinum albums and songs before this. Not officially. I, I believe it was in 76 when they first started to acknowledge albums that have went gold and platinum. Uh, at the time, gold was a million and platinum was two million. And this was the first to officially get platinum recognized. They've changed the style and the format a little bit in, in the 80s where gold is 500,000 and platinum is a million. And it's it remains that way to this very day. Uh, the guy at the top, not a lot of top 10 hits from him on the pop charts anyway, but uh, this one's his biggest. It held on a number of weeks at number one in 76. I believe it was a number one soul song as well, but we'll cover that here in a moment. We got one loss to talk about and a few birthdays. To discuss uh, first, as always, some music news. I understand this is the age of uh, biopics. Apparently, we had a great one on Mercury from Queen. Uh, we had the one on Elton. We had the one on NWA and people like that. But um, this one, I'm looking forward to. The others were good too. Don't get me wrong. I haven't, I haven't seen Elton's yet. I've seen Freddy's. It wasn't half bad. There was no need to recreate Live Aid in that movie. I sat there and saw the whole thing. I sat there as it happened, and that's what you remember the most. Not that Rami didn't do a good job being Freddy because he did. Well, he must have. He got the Oscar for it. And uh, so on. But um, this one I, I can't wait to see. Uh, biopic on Dion Warwick. one of the Another one of the greatest voices of all time, without question. And the lady playing her is named Tiana Taylor. Some of you may know Tiana. <laughs> My family knows her uh, and myself. Because of uh, her Medea movie, Medea's Big Happy Family. She's the one that gave the iconic bye. <laughs> yeah, that's Tiana. She's going to play Miss Dion reportedly in uh, the next big biopic coming up. And that should be interesting. As long as she doesn't do that. In the movie. <coughs> Excuse me. And why would she basically? Uh, 
uh, then we'll, we'll be all right. Um, no details on when it starts shooting or when it comes out, but when we get it, you'll get it. All right. And I'm personally, like I said, looking forward to that one. Uh, Rock Hall. Oh, man. I didn't get on Rock Hall this week. Uh, uh, because tomorrow's Easter, we're going to take the day off from this and let you enjoy your time with your family. I'm going to enjoy some time with some friends myself here in town. So I will check uh, next week uh, on the, the Rock Hall. If it's anything like it's been, we got George Michael still on top. We got Lauper just underneath her. Zevon just underneath. Oh, wait, no. Lauper just underneath him. And Zevon just underneath her. And Iron Maiden just underneath him, and Soundgarden just underneath them. That's how it's been pretty much since the voting started this year. But um, we'll take a break from that also, and uh, keep you posted on that next week. Um, we, you got till June thirtieth, so there's still plenty of time to get your votes in. You can vote once a day, up to five people. They said you didn't have to. You don't have to just do five. If there's two or three or even just one that you like. You can do that. Just make a count. Go to rockhall.com, and all your questions should be answered there. All right. We say goodbye to music exec Seymour Stein. Some of you may know Seymour. Um, if you've had any albums by Madonna and people like that in the 80s, Seymour uh, kind of discovered Madonna. Um, she was in a band in New York. Uh, late 70s, early 80s. Uh, no one was really caring about him. But he saw a star in her, and uh, the rest is history. Uh, Madonna, to her credit, um, had some nice things to say on her IG about the guy. But it only makes sense. The guy that helped get you where you are, you're not going to say nice things about him after he dies. That would be classless, and um, we know Madonna doesn't always have class, but when she does, she does huge. I'm glad she remembered the guy. Um, I believe he founded Sire Records, which was Madonna's home, like, forever, basically, at least in the 80s, anyway. Um, I don't think uh, she's still there. You know how they make wheels and deals, and... Other record companies want you and offer you a crap load of money in order to get the job done. Well, that could have been what happened with Madonna, but she didn't forget where she came from, giving a nice little tribute to Seymour. So that was very, very cool. All right. Happy style birthday today. As I said, we got a few. Peggy Lennon from the Lennon Sisters. Celebrates a birthday today. Um, you remember the Lennon sisters. I remember them from uh, the old Lawrence Welk show from way, way back when. They didn't sound too bad that I recall uh, as a kid. There were four of them. I think there was Peggy. There was a Janet. Uh, there might have been a Margaret. I don't even know. There might have been Mead. Uh, who knows? Um, but I think all four are still kicking. One of them obviously is because she shares her. She has a birthday today. It's Peggy. Uh, don't ask me which one's which because I do not know. 
I'm not even going to pretend like I know. Happy birthday to Leon Huff, the great songwriter from Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. Oh, man. Um, like I always say, to name one of their hits, you'd have to name them all. There's like way too many. Uh, they've done stuff with the Spinners, um, the OJs, Harold and the Blue Notes, I believe, uh, among several others. Um, Gamble, we just lost, I want to say, was it this year? Maybe sometime last year, but Leon is still with us. I believe he's still active in the business, too. Lord knows he doesn't have to be. He's definitely put his time in and is one of the all-time greats in the business. You heard his work. Happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to Steve Howe from Yes. Um, guitar player in that band. He also, you also know him in Asia. He was the heat of the moment. Those guys. Um, both bands are still together. I wonder how Steve knocks that out. <laughs> I'm assuming when one tours, the other doesn't. You know. Eddie Van Halen once said you can't be in two bands. Well, Steve's doing a pretty good job with it. Um, <laughs> um, yes, they're still together uh, with Steve, some other guy that replaced John Anderson, and maybe a couple other newer people. But I know, I know Asia is still out there doing their thing also. Um, again, obviously, when uh, Yes isn't going. So happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to bassist Mel Shocker from Grand Funk, the original bass player of the band, still plays with, with them today. Uh, Locomotion, their cover of the Locomotion, We're an American Band, um, Bad Time, in my view, one of the five greatest songs ever. That's Mel laying the thunder down uh, on um, all of those songs. And again, Mel's still doing it today with Grand Funk. What's left of Grand Funk, anyway? Farner, as we know, was booted out a long time ago. Grand Funk's been rolling with a couple of other people ever since. And no slouches in Grand Funk, the people that they have now. Um, Max Carl, best known for Jack Mack and the Heart Attack, and 38 Special. A heart needs a second chance. Those guys, when they weren't so Southern rock-influenced, had Max in the band, and um, now he does Farner's parts in Grand Funk. And Bruce Kulick on guitar, um, you know him from Kiss uh, for a little bit in the 80s, maybe the 90s, and a um, couple other uh, super groups, metal super groups, in a sense. Um, Kulick is... Uh, well, not now in Grand Funk, but he's been a part of them for quite a while. I, I saw them back home in uh, Peoria in 2000. They were playing, of all places, a hangar by the Greater Peoria Airport. <laughs> I can't complain, though. The tickets were free, and it was a good time. You had to stand throughout the whole thing. You couldn't just sit on the concrete. That hurts just as much as standing does. So, um, but, you know, it was, it was a good time. And just weeks after that, I got divorced from the person I took with me to that show. But it's all good. It's all love here. 
Uh, so yeah, Mel and Don Brewer, longtime drummer, co-founding member, uh, still laying the thunder down there with uh, Mel in Grand Funk. Uh, happy birthday as well. <laughs> Here's another actor, best known for his acting, but he has done some uh, country singing, I believe. John Schneider, who, of course, we know from Dukes of Hazard, uh, The Haves and the Have Nots. Great show, by the way. Uh, speaking of Tyler Perry projects, that's another one. Uh, John, I believe, lost his wife recently. Uh, 15, 20 years married, I think. Maybe more. So um, I can just imagine how he's feeling today. But uh, he has uh, done some uh, country work. So ergo, he qualifies to be on this list too. Who do we just have? We had Bruce Willis uh, and a couple of other people more known for their acting that have done some singing. So they count amongst the East Style birthdays. Happy birthday to Izzy Stradlin from Guns N' Roses, original founding member of that band. Um, of, course, of course, he uh, skipped out on the band uh, at the last minute in 91, just as um, their two albums were coming out, Use Your Illusion 1 and Use Your Illusion 2. <clears throat> great albums that they did. By the way, Izzy did some singing, lead singing on um, a couple of the tracks on each of those double albums. Who said Axel had to have all the fun? Izzy, not too uh, bad of a singer in his own right. When he left GNR, he formed his own band and got some critical success, not the commercial GNR type of success, that he was used to, but he did okay with his uh, little side project, and I believe he's still doing that to this day. GNR reformed a few years back. They've always been together, but Slash and Duff, who had left in like the 90s, I believe, came back in 2016 with Axel, with Dizzy, and a couple other people, but Izzy vowed to stay out. Guess I can't blame him for that. Uh, so let's hope he's doing okay. Speaking of Lennons, and I always thought the Lennon sisters were related to John Lennon as a kid. Because Lennon at that time, I guess, wasn't a popular last name. It is now. But here's a guy related to John. It's Julian Lennon, his firstborn. Having uh, his own success in the 80s after his... Uh, Father's tragic loss. Julian is the big 60 today. And I believe still the only Beatle kid to have top 10 songs on his own. Uh, you remember Valat sitting on a pebble by the river playing guitar and Too Late for Goodbyes and, and all those great ones. Um, <clears throat> I guess you have a lot to prove when you're a Beatle kid. And all, most of them, maybe all of the guys, do have uh, all of the Beatles' sons are um, musicians in their own right. Some successful more than others, but they'll, of course, never do as great as their dads did. Uh, James McCartney, the son of 
Paul, I believe his only boy, is, um, I believe, has his own little side project as well. Julian, of course, we know what he has done. Sean, his half-brother, brother, whatever you want to call it, um, is um, a well-respected uh, artist in his own right as well. I think he has a side project with his girlfriend. In addition, uh, Harrison's Kid, another critically acclaimed uh, great solo artist. Uh, Ringo's Kids, one or two of them are drummers. Maybe all three of them are. Zach has played with The Who and Oasis and other people like that, in addition to his own career. Uh, There's a Jason, who I think is older than Zach, uh, who has his own little fledgling career. As all in addition, and you know, again, it has to be hard to, you know, when your dad was a Beatle, those are some huge shoes to fill. All right, finally, let's hit our this week in 76. Oh, one more. Um, Ezra Keening, Keenig, Keenig, I don't know, the guy from Vampire Weekend also has a birthday today. He only got mentioned because he's shacking up with uh, Rashida Jones. I believe they're still together. They do have a kid together, <clears throat> at least. Um, whether, that, whether or not they're still kicking it, who knows. But he definitely kicked it with her um, for a little while anyway because they have their child together. Rashida, the great actress, uh, and, you know, uh, Quincy Jones's daughter as well. Quincy puts out some great kids, let's face it. Um, cute kids anyway. Uh, her mother is the late Peggy Lipton from the Mod Squad. I still got used to saying that. Uh, but yeah, she and Ezra are together. Vampire Weekend. I haven't heard a note that they've uh, ever done. Maybe I'm that much old school. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what they sounded like if they walked in this room today. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> regardless of him hanging with Rashida, Vampire Weekend are still very much together. Hey, somebody just like me and dating. Cool. We'll check that out later. Business first. <laughs> the top 10 this weekend, 76. Not a whole lot of top 10s from uh, Bowie on the American pop charts anyway. The few that he has, two of them are number ones. No question. Fame and Let's Dance. This one, I think, only got to number 10 in its golden years. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I couldn't help it. Uh, Bowie at number 10, kicking us off with golden years. Nine, Lionel, where he belongs with the Commodores and Sweet Love. I guess your American Idol is coming back soon. <clears throat> Enjoy. Eight, Dr. Hook and their cover of only 16. Seven, it's the Silvers on their way to number one with Boogie Fever. Six, first top ten for Aerosmith, and it's Dream On. Um, I've been meaning to find out what the parallels were for, because I think Dream On first came out in 73. Didn't hit the top ten until, what, three years later, nearly three years later or whatever. Um, 
Wonder how that happens. I guess I should find out. Uh, five, definitely the first one we got from Miss Maxine. Getting right back to where we started from. Yes, ma'am. Four from Florida. It's the Bellamy's. Don and Phil, just kidding. And let your love flow. They're on their way to number one as well. Three, another interesting duo. It's the Captain and Tennille. And if you must listen to the Captain and Tennille, that shouldn't be the one. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, uh, to be fair, even they've made better records. But to peek at number three is not bad. So there you go. Number two. Are you looking for Mr. Wright? Well, he's here in the Dream Weaver. As high as it would get, though, for Gary. The follow-up, Love is Alive, also would peak at number two. But the guy stopping Gary at the top here with his disco lady, Mr. Johnny Taylor. Cheaper to keep her, Johnny Taylor. Jody got your girl and gone, Johnny Taylor. I believe in you. You believe in E, Johnny Taylor. Yes, sir. <clears throat> but if you're going to hit the pop charts, you might as well hit it big. And he definitely did that with this one. Uh, I think I've said before, last time we talked about this, how um, Disco Lady has a lot of uh, the Parliament Funkadelic members on it. Bootsy on uh, bass, the great Bernie Worrell on keyboards, Glenn Goines on uh, drums, I think. And so many more. Uh, Disco Lady, yeah, is the first ever record to be certified as platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, again, you're thinking, well, how does that work? What about the Beatles and the Stones and all the great guys in the 60s and all? Okay, here's the deal. Again, there had always been gold records and albums. There had always been platinum records and albums. But Disco Lady in 76, because 76 was the year that they decided to start doing it, became officially certified as gold uh, not too long after its release here, 76. Uh, again, at the time, 2 million was uh, to be certified platinum. One million was gold. Again, in the 80s, it switched down. Gold is now 500,000. Platinum is one mil. And it remains that way. It's remained that way ever since and still is up until this very day. Yes, sir. Johnny Taylor, we lost him in uh, 2000. Apparently, though, I didn't know this. Um, since then, there have been... A lot of people running around claiming they are the child, the children of Johnny Taylor. Talk about Jody got your girl and gone. I know that's right. Um, nine, maybe more than that, actually, have come. Uh, six have already been proven to be his. And there's three more. I guess the jury's still out on them. <clears throat> all claiming that they have the right 
to Johnny's estate, which I believe they're still working on to this day. Um, apparently, though, um, I think it's Malaco, Malaco, maybe it's Malaco Records. That was Johnny's record label said that, um, well, hey, we can't give you any money from his estate until you can prove that you're actually Johnny Taylor's kid. So that's, um, you know, they're in the process of all of that. And, you know, you hope that because it's Johnny Taylor's kids that they do get what they are asking for. And that's, of course, to say if they're even Johnny Taylor's kids. We don't know. That's what DNA tests are for. So uh, let's hope that all works out. All right. I think that's every. Oh, crap. We didn't get the number one album, did we? This week in 76. Uh, I think I've done this before. But I'm going to find out right here and now while you guys are here with me. I think we can do that. Bear with me, guys. Um, let's find out. Uh, let's see. The number one album. I, I figured, I figured it'd be either Stevie or Frampton. And it's Frampton coming alive with the number one album this week in 76. Uh, Frampton, definitely. For 76 as well, just like uh, Johnny was. That album, um, not the biggest selling live album of all time anymore. I think we've talked about this before, haven't we? Uh, Garth and his double live album, I believe, is now the biggest selling one of all time. And I know you're like, how? <laughs> Because that's what I feel. Uh, Frampton's was the biggest selling of all time. But I think um, Springsteen's Live 75-85 dethroned that. And then Brooks dethroned him. Uh, de dethroned uh, Springsteen. Uh, I believe that's how that worked. So, um, there you go. And um, Frampton Comes Alive, of course, we know had um, Show Me The Way, Baby I Love Your Way, and then, of course, the 10, 15-minute jam, Do You Feel Like We Do. Uh, two of those three were top ten hits. I know Do You Feel Like We Do was one, and I think Show Me The Way was the other. Baby, I love your way. I, I believe just missed the top 10, if I remember right. So Frampton, 
like Johnny Taylor, coming alive this week in 76. So that's going to do it for today's broadcast and for the weekend. Uh, of course, Easter is tomorrow. So depending on what you celebrate, we hope you enjoy. Uh, we should be back with you next weekend for both uh, the 70s and the 80s countdowns. So we'll make sure we do that. Uh, you got requests? Get them in. We'll be happy to grant them for you. Donations are accepted and appreciated through my cash app, if you like. Um, dollar sign East Style Hinton. That's me. And we thank you for your um, donations and for your requests. And mostly for listening and being a part of the style classic countdown. Let's do it again next weekend. We will. All right. Until that time, of course, as always, notorious Biggie style telling you to put your hair up and square. We'll see you next weekend. Happy Easter.